Hawkeye Courier Express. 1-800-800-ROSE. Suples Flowers. Also brought to you by GT Carr, his great crew at Suples Siding and Remodeling. Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Patrick Eads and his great staff at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln. He keeps me on the road. And Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars. Pat Hardy from HawkFanatic.com along with Mr. Suter. Sup, G. Mr. Suter. We are here in rainy yeah. KCJJ Studios. Is it going to be raining all day? Uh, yeah, off and on uh, throughout the day and tonight. And again, these uh, storms uh, could be heavy to severe at times. Uh, and if there's, you know, warnings and stuff, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be here with continuous information. And our friends from Severe Studios, Mace Michaels and uh, Corey and uh, Allison and uh, Sean and Allison all, Krause. The, all, the, all the people. All the people that are Allison there. Krauss. Uh, the, what's the what's her name? <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> Ashley. Ashley, that's who it is. <laughs> Whatever. Morning, Pat. <laughs> Morning. You, you guys sound like you're having fun. We are uh, always always fun. No, Monday was Monday not. wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a black cloud. Yeah, how about, the, how about the rain cloud outside? Compared to Monday, it is a bright sunshine. <laughs> yeah, actually. This just, is one of those days where even when it's not raining, it's still raining a little bit. Like yeah. when I drove in, it really wasn't raining, but then I stopped my windshield wipers and it sort of was still raining. What's your mask say? Um, I don't know. It's um, some bank in Indiana, oh. Bloomington. These, are, <laughs> these were um, supplied to me by a friend of mine who was at one point was going to try to get some masks out here for Iowa, but I think he sold his brother. They own restaurants in Bloomington, Indiana, so they're really entrenched in the Bloomington. I think they sold a bunch there to where they didn't, I don't know. But no, they're not, they're easy. They're easy to, they're really convenient. They mm-hmm. wrap right around the ear and they're just really easy to use and doesn't seem to impact your ability to hear me. And I just, it's amazing how I'm seeing less and less people wearing them out. Like, when I go for walks and stuff, I'd say probably 99% aren't wearing masks. I have. Yeah, I went into uh, Deli Mart yesterday afternoon, and I and the clerk uh, that was there were the only ones with masks on. Well, if I go into any building, I have I wear a. I've got my uh, Hawkeye mask that you got me. Uh-huh. I've got that. And, I've got one uh, of those. And those are pretty heavy. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty four. good. Yeah, when it's real hot, I just put on the Michael Mara mask. But once you wrap them around your ear, the the idea of trying it doesn't make sense to use ones where you have to tie in the back. They're annoying. I just yeah. Some of my favorite ones are the ones I have. I got this Iowa one my neighbor made me that is so cool. But the wrap around the ear thing is just so convenient. And this has got made out of some material that's really light and yeah, it's some. Um, yeah, the Michael Mara masks are are light. Um. I mean, as long as you don't spit on anybody, I guess it all does the trick. It all does the trick. Did you yeah. read the one about the family that they got together and like 18 of them have it or something? And yeah. Just from one, one, they knew one had it or they supposedly saw Well, they knew one had it? Or one, something, the way I read the article is one was known to be positive or in or around the time they had this gathering, but they all social distance. And one of them said she stayed outside and talked to the people on a porch with a screen, and she still got and it. And still got it? Yeah. 
I don't know, and I've been removing uh, posts on our Facebook uh, that they've had an outbreak at this business or that business. I, I, we don't have any proof of that. No. I mean, we so don't There's put so those rumors. on our... There's so many rumors going on about yeah. Iowa athletics. I mean, you see, yeah. I mean, I've been told by several people that they were surprised by the nine because they thought it was going to be more between 20 and 30. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean next Monday might not be more between 20 and 30 from... Because the number I keep hearing is I've, from four different people, I've heard them say they had heard 23 football players were infected. And I'm like, I have nothing to, I, I, there's no way to verify. I don't know. Yeah, no. They're, they're but no. you've heard those rumors are out there. Yes. They're they all are. over out there. They are. And, and it turned out to be, and then the other one, though, the day before they announced theirs, I was told that 10 players. And then they come out and said nine student athletes. So, or, or did it say nine? Did it say nine student athletes or nine? I thought it said nine athletes or staff, staff members. Or staff, okay, because yes. yeah, that's your that's what it was. Because yeah, because that which yeah. means some a support staff or coach or what have you. But you know, I mean, we'll get they'll give us updates on each Monday, and we'll just have to accept that. For, I mean, I'm, it's they don't want to reveal names, and I'm sure that's all for the athletes. It's all protected. I get it. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you it's can get. PIPA regulations, yeah. isn't it? Yes. yes. So you just gotta kind of. And then we'll just wait and see, because I think every Monday it's going to be interesting for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, uh, so, you know, hope that they can get some kind of a football season in, but it's uh, looking a little bleak. Well, like, yeah, we've already talked about this at nausea. Yeah, the, exactly. The regular season with fan, seven, that's, 2020 is not going to be a normal football season. I don't, no. And I think the, I mean, it's going to be a devastating Effect on the Iowa City economy, on the champ, on any and every, especially towns like Bloomington and West Lafayette and Champaign that basically revolve around mm-hmm. the college experience and what have you. That's I think, you know, I'm if I had to guess right now, I'm saying at best we'll have the fan stands one quarter, like Kinnick may have fifteen thousand at best. 15, that, that's and they're, I don't believe they're going to allow much tailgating. I, I mean, how are they going to enforce social I, I don't think they will at university lots. I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah I don't think you, that's going to You can't stop happen. people from doing it on their... No, no you can't no, stop, you, you stop it, on you, private property, but I don't think that's going to be allowed, at, or should it be allowed on university lots. No, so then you got the hotels and the restaurants taking big hits, and it's... Well, the graduate is closed, yeah. and they're not opening it again, the way I understand it. Is that the it. big tall hotel? It, well, this used to be the Sheraton downtown. Yeah. yeah, it seems like that thing changes. It's been wasn't it? It was a Holiday Inn when I moved up. Holiday there. Inn first, and then it was the Sheraton for a long time. Okay, and now it was the Graduate. The graduate for a short time. What was yeah. the? Is that a chain or is that was was that unique? Dialogue? Yeah, kind of is. Yeah, a chain, yeah. It's called a boutique. What a weird hotel. name for a hotel. The Graduate. But it's, it's you walk in and that's the uh, theme from um, well, you the can't, movie. You, we can't stay there. You have to show them your diploma. <laughs> You guys, yeah. you, neither one of you guys. Did you graduate from high school? Well, yeah, no, I graduated from high school. They want college. It says right on there. You got to get good grades. Too. I could graduate from there. Hunter, did you graduate? Hunter and I could both. Yeah, you guys can go. We could yeah. go and tell you guys what it was what it was like to stay at this hotel to graduate. <laughs> if if only it was open. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't. Did, so I guess the degree didn't do the damn hotel. <laughs> I guess nothing. it didn't. But do you think walking in the lobby would be a good effect if they always had the theme from the graduate plan? I would like it. Real soft in the background. Actually, that was one of my favorite movies. Loved that. I movie. gave it a shot. I wasn't bored with it, but yep. I didn't like it like as good as To Serve with Love or I like that. Better. Well, I like that too. I love that movie. Yeah. yeah, that was the last movie I saw with my folks to uh, serve with before love? I came to college. Yeah, the day before. Oh, neat. Yeah. 
That came out in what, like 67? 67, yeah. And you were hoping to fall in love with a black man? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, with Lulu. <laughs> Lulu, right? My first uh, college roommate was, uh, was uh, he was a black guy, but he sleepwalked. And that was a real... Weird? Oh, it was. I mean, he, you know, you wake up and the guy is like standing... That would uh, be strange. Yeah, he's just like standing at the window, but he's not looking outside. He's just, and you go, "Hey, Norm." His name was Norman. He was a great guy. Norman. That would be un- yeah. that would be annoying to have your first college roommate. Be very disconcerting. Yeah. Well, no wonder you didn't graduate. He, yeah. <laughs> well, he's a great guy. And, and another one of your roommates was Andy, right? <laughs> yeah, my uh, yeah, my uh, sophomore year. That's a tasty taco guy. Tasty uh, taco. He had other businesses going <laughs> at that time. <laughs> I got understood. Which probably led to the tasty tacos. Yeah. Oh, what a combo. God, I that's I'm really hungry right now. I didn't um we got did, we got care packages in the mail yesterday from Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Oh, you guys get one? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I I ended up eating way too much of that nasty taffy, which I never eat. But and then I ate a bunch of the caramel something, the and, caramel corn thing. Oh my god, was it good? And then yeah, I ended it was up, real good. And then I had no dinner. That was my dinner. I ate half the bag of the caramel corn <laughs> and a ton of that taffy, and then fell asleep at like ten o'clock. Well, I had uh, I had the uh, uh, corn nuts, the remainder of the corn nuts for. Uh, yeah, that stuff's yeah. way too salty and dry for yeah, me. My, no, it was good. And I'm not a sausage, but I'm gonna, my neighbors will love this stuff. But yeah, my, that was my brother-in-law's idea. We sent them out to all of our. No, it's real nice. Sent them out to all of our cl- advertisers. I mean, Tammy Rowe responds. She's she's very happy. That's just it's a very good idea. Fostering relationships yeah. is my brother. My money's been working in business for 50 years. It's what he does. He's been in marketing and sales, and it's what he does. Because this is what you got to do. He did that all by himself. Well, that was. And it wasn't cheap. It was appreciated. No, I'll bet no, not. No. We so, send we send our clients every Christmas and Thanksgiving and yeah I've had four people already reach out to me and say hey can you give me your brother in law's address and, uh, they want to send him a personal note and, you know which that's very nice that's how you build relationships so this year we're gonna send them a rubber hand that comes out of the envelope and just give us some money uh, <laughs> you know those those <laughs> gift packages those things aren't cheap no I'll bet yeah, not no. but there's a lot in there too I mean that I mean. If you there love, was a lot in the I, two things the sausage and see a buddy. Well, I was talking to Rob Howe. He loves the sausage stuff, and his family does. He goes, man, with crackers and stuff. He goes, and it's man, it's good stuff. I mean, and, oh, and those peanuts. I got into those a little bit too, but I want to eat the in the Hawkeye canister. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, are those good? Those are uh, gourmet salted peanuts. Yeah, man. I grabbed those. We split it up among the staff. Yeah. Everybody that was here got something. Did you read the note from you? From, yeah, real nice. I didn't know. I yep. forgot. I forgot that he was doing this, and I, I'm like, "Who the hell sent me this?" Where did, and I kept digging and digging because I kept digging stuff out of it too. Then finally, I got to the bottom, and there. I'm like, "Oh, okay." That was, and I'm like, "Wow, that was cool to be something, something to be a part of." And I'm hoping that we're launching today the your new year prep sports. Oh, set. good. Yeah, and I got a column. I'm writing a column on how these high school athletes how they're dealing with. The constant threat of COVID-19. They go to every practice thinking it could be their last because it could. Yeah. That would be a weird sensa- a weird feeling. You know? you know, it is so ridiculous that the university is making everyone wear masks and social distance. And the high school, the, the public uh, school system in Iowa, uh, no masks, no social distancing. Well, so we had somebody Just, who was out shooting a game the other day. I'm not going to say 
was out at a place and said hardly anybody was wearing masks. Now, I was at City High the other night, and most people were wearing masks at City High. Well, and if they, if, I mean, I, there's a lot on social media, and we've had a lot on our page. They're just, not, if they're not going to be required to wear masks, a lot of people are not going to send their kids to school. I don't blame them. And I think by then... And I don't blame them. I think by then something... Well, I don't know. I mean... Um, it's two months. I keep getting reminded about how much resi- resistance we're getting from the top of our government about that very thing right yeah. there. Yeah. Hello? One, people, one thing people aren't thinking about is a lot of kids are bused to school. How are you going to do that? They're sitting side by side. Yeah, that's, that's a real good an, point. Another piece to the puzzle. I mean, nobody's talking about that. And then, I mean, in Cedar Rapids, there's one school. It's like 90% of middle school are bust. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do that. Well, and, you know, those will be, those are Petri dishes. Yeah. Well, and if you don't wear any mask, if you're not required to wear masks. Uh, how do you arrive at that decision? I don't know. Now, yeah, especially when your state institutions, your, your college, yeah, your crazy. universities are saying you have to wear a mask. And, and it's not like, you know, they're dismissed. Well, the kids just, the last night Trump got on Fox and said, well, a kid gets the sniffles and all of a sudden he's got COVID. That's not true. And in Florida alone, they've lost two 17-year-olds and a 12-year-old. Thanks, caller. Yeah. But no, the bus thing, I hadn't even thought about that. I hadn't either. But yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's instant... If one person has it, it's going to get to just about everybody in the bus. And it's not just people being bus from. There's a there's a lot of. I see the school buses all the time dropping kids off in their name. I mean, yeah. So yeah. I, I'd be curious to know how many kids yeah. actually ride the bus compared to how many kids walk or get dropped off at school. That'd be interesting. The White House source to uh, Dana Bash uh, says Trump knows that masks are important, but he won't change. He doesn't want that image, or to admit he's wrong. Yeah. Jesus, how petty, how, I mean, just, I mean, we all know people like that. that yeah. I mean, oh, that yeah. Just, oh, yeah. But the fact that it's the guy on char- in charge and it's this type of thing that we're arguing about. I mean, it's a mask. Yeah, what's the big freaking deal? You wear them at Halloween. And I mean, <laughs> I think it's funny that he's worried about what a mask looks like. And I'm not saying this will sound mean, and yet he doesn't seem to worry about what his hair looks like. I think if I looked at him wearing a mask, I'd think... Right. That doesn't look near as ridiculous as his hair. Can we agree on that? I'd say the same thing if he was a Democrat. His hair is ridiculous. Well, the re- some people, like his niece that's writing this book, uh, says he won't wear the mask because uh, his makeup comes. Well, I, that could very well be the case, too, because they yeah. showed him. But it's just, I can't believe it. And this is sports-related. You know, people are staying yeah. in the lane. <laughs> Yeah, COVID nineteen has more impact on sports than anything right now. So we are staying on our lane because our lane has drifted into a pandemic. Wouldn't we agree? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Let's just hope that the kids get their seasons in and softball, baseball. And they've and, all gotten in. They've all played about eight to ten games right now, but that's yeah, nothing yet. Hope that the school systems around here require masks. Whether the I state think they does will by the time I, I, I do too. I think they will by the time, it, and I think it'll be a local decision. Let's hope so. And yeah. hello. And, yeah, I had I had seen something where um, it might be a lot due to lawsuits. Um, the fact that today's day and age, there's a lot of special needs kids at the schools. Are you going to be able to keep it on those kids? And if you can't, are you going to keep them out of school? There might be a lawsuit. And then if you're why wouldn't them you be able to, to keep? Them, why wouldn't you? Off, 
And then another kid that, that isn't wearing one, if you kick him out, there's going to be a lawsuit because they'll be saying, well, you don't make those kids keep them on. I don't know. So it's probably a, a legal lawsuit. Why, no, uh, why, why wouldn't the special needs kids keep them some, on? Some of them, yeah, well, some of them, you know, you just can't control as, as easily. I mean, a lot of them you could. But there's going to be some that yeah. that won't put up with it. Yeah, they have certain issues where they just won't. And they'll have to deal with that. Uh, I don't know what the answer is. To yeah, that. don't know what. To, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what their thinking is on it. I mean, obviously they're going to encourage it strongly. Um, you know. Well, well no, they're not. I mean, the state's not encouraging it strongly at all. The, the state's. School I think our school district. I hope. So. Well, I think you're right, but I hope so. Let's let's hope so. Yeah. And I think they can they can require it to the staff a lot easier than they can require it to the kids um, in that sense. But um, be stupid if you were a staff and not one. But, well, yeah, I still think it'll be an interesting school year. I still they're, they're th also talking about be a short uh, like, school year. I still think there will be parents withholding their kids if they don't make masks mandatory. There will. Sure, there, sure will. there will. There'll be, there'll be parents withholding their kids if they make them wear them too. You well, know? you're right. Uh, I don't know what but, uh, what would be the point of that though if they're made, why would they withhold them for wearing masks because I, I, so I that would be infringing on their right that, so you're talking that with. political not that wouldn't be safety right that would be political right that's political is that I what you're imagine. saying yeah 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 I don't that's where or I just don't maybe get their, it maybe their kid already had it and well, they believe he's immune but we don't know if you, but there's no proof to know that you can't get it again they don't know yet. They're saying that there's been cases of people they think that have been infected twice. Yeah, if it, muta if it mutates slightly, well, well, we it's don't like, know the answer if like you can't cold. get it again. It's like a cold. Well, they it's, know for a while a that you're immune. They just don't know how long. Well, yeah, that's, that's going to be different for everybody. Somebody, it might be you know two months, and some pe some people might be a year. Who they, knows? We don't, don't know. I know that's the risk of but, school uh, if it is only two months. So yeah, I but I the get it. Year itself is going to be different. They're they're going to probably not fill it up. There might be you know different schedules for everyone. Um, but uh, they're still working that out. Every every district has to work out how they're going to handle this. How are they going to do high it's school football? Be, uh, I don't see it happening. So, I mean, mm. you get, let's say you get, uh, I mean, like, look at the college level, especially where you're getting into meetings more often. You get one defensive back that gets it. Everybody else has to quarantine for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you do then? Well, I mean, how do you you're, play – and how can you play college football if you don't have an open campus? That's the other. And I know they're well, all saying they want open campuses, but, Tom, are you convinced we're going to have an open campus by late August? No, I'm not convinced of anything with this fight. I'm, I'm just not. I'm I not mean, either. There's just too much that we don't know yet, and it's just. And we haven't done a good job of stopping it. No, we haven't. No. We really haven't. So. I, we, I'm not confident that we're, we're going to stop it. I mean, there's plenty of other viruses that uh, – uh, we don't have vaccines for, and I just I'm not. I guess I'm not very confident that we're going to get one anytime soon, if at all. So Cross our fingers. I'm hey? praying for it. I'm praying. I'm praying for it. But uh, well, I mean, we've got we've got flu. We don't have a we've got flu. No, we've got flu vaccines, and we've got pneumonia we vaccines. Shot. We do not have a flu vaccine. Yeah, that's okay, but we got yeah, a flu shot. Year. That's what I think we'll get with the flu. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that, we'll get that with a flu shot. Does not make you uh, immune to get, catching the flu. It makes it less likely, and it helps and it, recover quicker. And it uh, helps it to where if we all have this, we won't have to shut down the economy again yeah. if we get something going with a flu with a shot for the virus that's similar to the flu. Yeah, and if it's similar to the sadly, flu, some people will difference? die. It's not perfect, but it allows yeah. us to exist normally again. That's what yeah, I'm hoping for. Exactly. That's all I'm hoping for. Yeah. So. All right. Thanks, all right. Guys. Thank you. Hey, thanks for the call.
Yeah, if we could get something of some type of shot that allows us to beat this thing way more times than not and well, get, yeah if it, we can make it so it's not you know i don't think this is going to be polio where we're going to find just a cure just if we can take the odds down of it being fatal that's yes. what they're looking for well that's that's the main thing I mean, yeah. that's what the flu thing and there's no, still people that die every year of the flu i get no, it yeah. that's true well 1918 uh flu is still out there just it's gets, just we're controlling it i just get so sick of the narrative oh this is no worse than the flu and well with social distancing and shutting down the basic our life as we know it, we've still lost 125,000 people. Yeah, yeah. And, and the people that argue that they want to use it in both ways. Well, look, we shut things down. If not, there would have been. Two, now they're saying three. I think the other day it was three million deaths. It's getting more and more. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. well, you don't know. Well, you have no idea. I but mean, I think it is three million. The latest figure I've heard. Okay. Yeah, I'll say trillion. I'll say uh, five million. <laughs> I think a billion. <laughs> Honest to God, I don't know how they do that. Hello? Pat, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's the hubbub with this? Um, I'm going back in the lane. From this transfer from Iowa to Nebraska that had a medical red shirt or a medical. Are you talking about Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller, yeah. Yeah. He, he just sounds like he just got homesick. It sounds like he's from Western Iowa, Gava Holstein. Sounds like he okay. and um, he's walking on at Nebraska. I heard about the. I heard I, this. Is, I heard that. Yeah, he's. They're gonna basically. It sounds like Nebraska's gonna give him a chance. See, you know, maybe Nebraska has some. Red, it just sounds like things didn't work out here. He had some issues. Now he's kind of. I mean, I'm not. Is he really throwing Iowa under the bus? I haven't. No, I, I, what I understand is um, he couldn't. He wanted to give football another try, but he couldn't come back here because he had signed off on the medical uh, thing. Yeah. And now some people are saying he wasn't really sick or anything or injured, that he did that as a way to separate or whatever. I don't know. There's so I, much involved with it. I don't know. But And I heard his GPA was horrible. That's I don't, why I, he lost the scholarship. I have not heard that but, at all. I have not heard that. Okay. I, I don't know. Okay. Just, nope, right. I have not heard that. Thank and all I, Yep, thank mm-hmm. you. All I know is I... I we found this out early, and then for a week, Tyler Tavine tried to read because Tyler got to know Ezra through the recruiting process. Yeah. Ezra, Tyler says, hey, man, I heard you're going to maybe walk on at Nebraska. And he just never responded. And then finally, and that you've entered the portal and all. And then finally, about a week later, Ezra announced that he had entered the portal. And I was told that it was either going to be a walk on at Nebraska or maybe a, wanted to stay mm-hmm. in that little area, you know, South Dakota, South Dakota State. And now he's walking on at Nebraska. They'll give him a semester to see if he earns a scholarship. And if not, he can stay there as a walk on and pay his own way or whatever. Things just didn't work out here. And now anytime anyone leaves Iowa, whether you're black or white, it's going to be looked at differently because of the narrative. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. You're yeah. going to, you're always, what, fair or not? For, for a time. For yeah. a time, fair or not. You know, oh, God, what, what, what are they disrespecting or whatever, whether that's true or not? I don't think everyone who leaves here was leaving because they felt disrespected. I did listen to a little bit of the, the, the Washed Up Walk-Ons podcast with James Daniels, and I didn't listen to all 90 minutes of it. I, I, I listened to about a half an hour, and his main theme was that um, when you came here, most of the blacks that come here grew up in areas where they were, in areas were almost exclusively black. James says he was different. His, he lived in communities that were more white just because, partly because of economics. Dad played mm-hmm. in the NFL. But their theme was that they came here, and this is the first time in their life where blacks were not the majority. They were by far the minority, huge, you know. I mean, yeah. And that between the town, the campus, the grocery store, everywhere, 
they had nowhere to be themselves, and that's what they thought football would be. But then when they got here, right away they got indoctrinated into the Doyle, Iowa way, and then, they're, wow, we had nowhere to be ourselves. Yeah. That's their prevailing message through this. And how they were treated as individuals in learning that this was going to be our way or the highway, that's what their stories are all about. That's what, that's what this is. And James Daniels says, you know, he's hoping that this will improve because he feels there's so much to like about Iowa football. But this is something that has to be dealt with. He made it sound like even like a training table. Blacks sat at one table, yeah. whites yeah. at the other. That's unfortunate. You know, we see the – and that's where I think the coaches were just – what's the word? Just weren't aware, lacking awareness, just – Comfortable, too comfortable. Turned a blind eye, turned a, too. too comfortable with this unconscious bias. Because if I'm the head coach, or if I'm the guy running training, I'm like, you know, all my blacks are sitting here and all my whites are sitting here. That's. This I is, would think is, that would be a red flag. What is this, the 60s? I'm not saying it's got to be 50 50 and whatever. And it's. Um, but still, and then to. I remember, and I wrote this column last week when this, they announced that leadership cancel in 2017, and it was 16 whites and two blacks. And I'm sitting there thinking. But I didn't write anything then. Yeah. I wrote something a week ago with hindsight. I mean, how am I doing? And then I had some people say, well, you know, Pat, that thing was voted fairly by the team. I'm like, yes, the team that's 75% white yeah, exactly. in a state that's 90% white in a university that's, you know, it's just white empowerment. That's what was going on. And then finally, certain things happen to pave the way for it to come out. And that's what we're dealing with now. Yep. Yep. But I, I mean, he said that all black sat at one table. That's just, I mean, that was... That was kind of disheartening to hear that. Yeah, it is. It is. But, well, hopefully, uh, how much of that better. though can you can? Man, it's already quarter to ten. Can you control? I, well, I think you can control some. I I don't know how you do it either because that's that's the kind of problem that you don't cure overnight, and you don't cure. You can't just come in there and say, okay, I want you ten black guys sitting over here, and I want you. You know, I get you. It's not. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate that it was allowed to evolve into that. Can we all say that? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, I'm not absolutely. saying it's. I'm not saying it's. No, good. I get what you're saying. You're right, yeah. Captain. That's something. How do you? I think the Iowa way under Kirk Ferentz had one major flaw. It just became so indoctrinated. And this is our way. And our way seemed to be a lot more compatible to white people than black people. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. 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 Do, can we say for certainty that this doesn't happen elsewhere? Oh, I'm sure it happens. I mean, the training tables and stuff. But I don't think in most other programs you had a strength and conditioning coach as powerful and oh, as for secure sure. and as entrenched as Doyle. For sure. I think that's where I always. I unique. mean, the one time I saw, the only time I saw. Uh, we were eating at the power company, and, and uh, Coach Ferentz had a bunch of, I guess, the recruits there. And, and it was one long table, and it was all mixed up. So I, Well, there they – I mean, they, they yeah. only have one place to sit. So that's, yeah. And they're going to have – usually if they have visits, it's going to be blacks and whites and what have you. But, no, it seems obvious that a, there was a division, and there was just a culture there where it was just, hey, this is – Iowa white, in a way. That's uh, yeah, know, yeah. Not to make light of it or whatever, well, but that's, that's what it is. It was Iowa white. Yeah. And this is how we do things here. This is the Iowa way. Leave those tattoos. Leave your music. Leave your dreadlocks at the door. And you know the music thing. They play. You know, they play that music at uh, at Kinnick. I know. I mean, they're playing. Yeah, their music I remember the one time at one of the open practices they were playing some rapping, and it was just <laughs> one vulgar. And I think I heard there was a little hey, we can't ever do. It was just I don't know who it was, but it was. I mean, we're, it was 
it was gangster rap if there is I mean, it was yeah, pretty yeah. i mean i remember that yeah. was the story when i left there that day i'm like my god i can't believe some of the stuff i heard today <laughs> over the loudspeaker i didn't you know i wasn't making a racial judgment or anything yeah. I, i'm not into rap at all but i'm also not yeah. into country and there's a lot of white yeah. music i can't stand i hear you i throw it at you guys yeah. daily yeah. ad nauseum constantly beating down your music so it has nothing to do with race there it has are, to do with taste i don't like polka music oh. don't like rap Oh, I'd rather listen to rap. Oh, I'd than much polka rather listen music. to rap. There is some good rap. <laughs> I would rather listen to rap than polka music. That one day that I had to do that polka show here, <laughs> man, I could have just seriously blown my brains out. Yeah, I can't. I can't abide. I'm trying to picture polka. Music. Who does? Who's somebody that we've heard of that is known for polka music? Is that what Lawrence Welk did? Uh, no, no. he. Well, he some uh, of that. He did more waltzes and crap like that uh leo greco never heard of him yeah sounds he, like somebody you owe gambling money to he was on uh <laughs> wmt for, for uh, 50 years or more okay shows you how much i listen to wmt yeah. well i didn't grow up here either yeah, so yeah, that yeah. that made a difference although been, was he on when i moved here in the early 90s oh yeah yes. oh okay oh, yeah, he was on from the freaking uh 50s okay wow he had tv shows back in the 50s and 60s huh, hello they still have the Sunday morning poker show on that KMRY. Do they? Yeah. Dave, somebody does it. Yeah. Y'all make sure not to, me, to listen. Polka music is, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to me, polka music is just like Mexican music. Yeah. It's got the same. Really? Well, in yeah, that, if you listen, it, it has a, a similar beat and harmony. There's something. That it just it, it sounds just like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know about that. No, it's got accordions. No, I mean, they both have accordions in them, but that's I won't buy it. That's yeah. about it. No, I don't buy it. Yeah, sorry, man. Hmm. You are wrong. Yeah. You have failed. What'd this is an epic you fail. <laughs> you need you need to hang up and reevaluate your life. Your life. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, your entire life existence. <laughs> Save me, mate. Save me. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, there's some Mexican music. Like, uh, you know that movie McFarland I've told you yes. guys about? The, the music in that is incredible. I oh, love no. It's a lot of, like, mandolin. It's just really good stuff. Violins. No, there's a lot of uh, uh, Mexican but music. But is there any like. good polka music? No. Not I don't to, think there not is. Not by my way of thinking, no. because it all has the same. <laughs> yes, I agree. The same rhythm. Now, yeah. what about folk music? Were you guys ever into folk? Uh, that was really there big. were some decent songs, I guess. Boring. Folk was really big in the early to mid-60s, folk right? Folk music was a, was a building block. Yes. And it led to Dellen and Yeah. Boring. Yeah, I could see where... I mean, I could see why some people... I mean, I find some of Bob Dylan boring. I find... And I love Bob Dylan. I, a lot, a lot of, of Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan is boring. I mean, well, some of his of songs are... I mean, when I, when I put Bob some Dylan... Some of it is boring. When I put some of my CDs of Bob Dylan on, I'm doing a lot of fast-forwarding. Oh, no, I don't need to see these next six songs, but I want to hear this one. I, uh -huh. I do a lot of that with yeah. Bob Dylan. But I man, love Dylan, one, but yeah, a lot of his... Yeah, the songs can get to be tedious. Yes, I can listen to Like a Rolling Stone. Yeah. Or um, Tangled Up in Blue. Song. Tangled Up in Blue is one of my top ten favorite songs of yeah. all time. I just absolutely love it. Yeah, Like a Rolling Stone is just... But I like Tangled Up in Blue a little better, if I had to pick. Shelter from the Storm's good song. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's yeah. good. But um, didn't but he just turn... But his standards 
And his the worst album in the world was his Christmas album. Yeah, I, want, I don't need Bob Dylan just, to sing Christmas to Oh, me. it was honest to God. Chestnuts <laughs> roasting, lighting up in fire. That's what you need Burl Ives for, right? Wasn't he there to sing Christmas for you? He sang uh, Silver and Rudolph. Gold. And Silver and Gold, yeah. yeah. You like that song, Captain, Silver and Gold? No, but I like uh, Jolly Holly, whatever. Holly Jolly Christmas. Yeah, a Holly, Holly Jolly Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> We're halfway to Christmas. We're halfway. Isn't to that Christmas. incredible to think about? Yeah. And boy, where will we be at Christmas? Will, will the virus still oh, be? Will the virus still be just beating us down on Christmas? Uh, and who will be our president? I think and who will be the president? I'm putting you both on the spot. Right I think now. it'll be, well, Trump will still be in office, but I think he By is, tr- will be... Res- oh, that's true. Okay, who will be the elected president? Resoundingly defeated okay, in, that's in what I the meant. fall. You know, and they're doing, I mean, Fox, all of them doing the, the states that elected Trump. Okay, Wisconsin and... Uh-huh. Michigan. Uh, Michigan, Ohio. Uh-huh. And they are all, they are all at this point uh, favoring... Uh, Biden uh, at this point. Yeah. Now you and just got to hope that Biden just, I mean, gaffes are part of Joe. He just says, Stu, and what did he say yesterday? 120 million dead from the virus. Yeah. He's just. Well, well, compared to who well, we got in office They both now, do it. They both, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said. you get a bunch of, yes, I do it too. The, it's called old. Yes. <laughs> it's the two guys from The Simpsons, right? Yeah, honest to God. I, you know. I, or from uh, The Muppets. Ma, I, why do I never get that right? I do it too. It's called. You know, grasping for... And I can never remember their names. And you, Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf. That's who they remind me of. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's what the debates are going to be like. Talking about Burr Lives, I give that a big... <laughs> all right, now, I'm, you guys got to explain to me the world. I've been here for a while, but I still don't know all its secrets. Well, he's a, the pigeon is a recurring yeah. character. What does it stand for? Is it Hunter's out there. What's going on, Hunter? You all right? All right, just double checking. That that was a wet cough, though. That means we're fine, right? right. Yeah, we're yeah. But what about um, what about what were you saying? I don't know. About the pigeon? Yeah. What does that stand it's for? It's a recurring character. Don't know. Yes, I don't know. Got- All I know is that every time I put that hand sanitizer on my hands, yeah, I start sneezing. Yeah, I don't and like. I don't hand- know what why. I don't like hand sanitizer as much as soap and water. Well, we, oh, the soap and water is a little better. I think. Yeah, I just. I would think the water we have here would kill anything. Without yeah, you'd soap, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Without yeah. soap, you don't even need the soap. I don't think you. <laughs> now here's the soap. We got soap. So, no, I'm washing and doing the sanitizer, and it's just, I don't know. Yeah, but like I said, part I, of everyday life now, and should yeah, be. Yeah, needs to be. Oh, I know. I completely agree. I don't. Uh, this is one area where you just don't understand why politics has to be a part of it well it doesn't have to be it was but it is into a, par- a part yeah i mean you can't be saying it's just so stupid just wear a damn mask why can't he just wear a freaking mask that's all they're asking well it's for. not just him i mean his press secretary doesn't wear a mask. i know and you know and then you come to the state and uh, uh, the governor isn't wearing a mask and her uh, goofy uh, sidekick sign language gal isn't wearing a mask. And it just, it's just. It's, it's the Kim I, Reaper for you. I don't get it. And they don't, don't understand that it. it's, go, it's defeating the very purpose they want is to keep things open. I mean, this, if we all wear masks, it well, will she, help keep uh, things open. She puts out a statement that we're down again. 
and we're not down again. We're up. I, I mean, yeah, so I just worry it's about George Orwell. It really is. I mean, we all it think is. about the worlds yeah. we live in, and I'm worried about what's going to happen with college sports. Well, and you, well, you should, should be. be. Yes, how I make my living. Depends. Yeah, and high school sports. Yes, that's also well, how I make my living. That's how we make part of our living. No, absolutely. And think yeah. about all the people that will be impacted. Well, us. Besides us, but I know we only care about ourselves, and as it should be, you know, we're not really concerned about anyone else. But all, all the tens of thousands of kids that are playing sports yeah. are impacted. Their worlds are blown up. I mean, think of, I mean, and think about just like a kid who's going into a senior year yeah, with a chance to show, get a scholarship. Yeah, how do they show their? their a scholarship's a life-changing thing for his family, and now if they don't have a senior season, it's this thing's good. Well, they got to count on their junior film, and but for some, that's not enough. That's right. And then, that's so right. I'm just, it, this thing could have a lot of life-altering effects. I mean, just it's, absolutely. And I don't want to sound like an alarmist, but I mean, here we are now, almost into July, and nothing's getting better. Remember when we were saying in April, let's wait and see how things are in July. Yeah. yeah. Now we're almost into July. And they suck. And they suck. And Iowa just released something saying, hey, we're not going to full, you know, or, or they changed everything with tickets. That was their first step in saying, hey, we understand we're not going to have a full house at Kinnick right. ever this year. Yep. You know, and now we did have, I mean, Fran McCaffrey did a Facebook discussion yesterday. And he said that he, we should have a decision on Lucas soon. Now, soon could be defined in. Then you say relatively. Relatively soon. Something yep. like that could be a week. That could still be three weeks. I yeah, mean, absolutely. I mean, it's, he's got until what, August 3rd? I think that's right. And like I said, that's I'm, a moving goal post I'm too, 60, you know? 40 thinking he's back because I just think this, this, the circumstances have made it hard for him to probably to get what he wants, total assurance. But maybe there is a team out there that if, has told him, hey. If he had had the chance to work, to, out, to and do work a, out for teams, I think he, somebody would have said, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've been told by – I've heard from yes and no. And um, what are you basing that on? Because he doesn't project – I haven't seen him projected in I'm, any draft. The only thing I'm basing it on is, I, he's obviously he's got great film. From Wait, last no, I did year. see him. Lo- I did see him in one where late second round is where I saw him going. I saw him like 56, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I've seen one. Well, I've seen one, but most of the mock drafts he's not in, and so that's why I think he's going to be back. And maybe I'm being selfish because that's what I would like to see because I think it could be a special season. But then we get back to the old thing: Are we going to have a season? And if we have a season, is it going to have fans? And I'm willing to say right now I think there will be some semblance of basketball season, but I don't think the arena will be packed with fans. And I think this year it would be packed with fans with this team. It sure would. And, and it would be a hot ticket. Yeah, yeah oh, I definitely think it would be. But, and maybe, maybe but I don't see anything right now that would suggest that we'll have normal basketball conditions. Gosh, yeah. yeah. I mean, basketball start, practice starts in October. Yeah, I know. And, but we'll just have to wait and see what this thing does. I mean, Will not, we have better crowds than we had under Lick, though? No. Uh, uh, about no. the same? <laughs> I don't th- I, no, I think if, things aren't, haven't, if they haven't contained this thing and there's no shot or anything, I think it's going to be one of those where they let a small amount of people into the arena and they spread them out, family members. Each yeah. player gets like three or whatever. I think that's what we'll have. Hello? Unless something improves dramatically. Hello. Hello. I'm in a little bit of a dilemma here. Okay. I was hoping you guys could maybe help me solve it. All right. So I'm from Iowa, and I live out in Los Angeles, and I currently have a flight booked back to Cedar Rapids on July 1st. Okay. I'm on the fence about whether or not I should cancel it right now. They are offering uh, free refunds, like I'd get a credit to use in the future mm-hmm. if I do cancel it. 
So I was hoping you guys could maybe vote on or help me decide. Well, then if you cancel, are you driving back home, or is it not necessary that you have to be back home? No, it's just like living in an apartment out here, studio apartment for three three months. So I was maybe looking to get into some open space. Oh, I... Um, well, it's worse in California than it is here. Well, yeah, he's talking... You're mostly talking about the danger of getting into an airplane, right? Into oh. close quarters. Right, right. Well, I mean, now, there's different schools of thought there. There's some that you read say, well, it's fil- it's filtered air, so it's I've safe read to, to fly. Very good ventilation. The other yes. thing that they're saying to do is check in advance to see how crowded the flight is. They'll tell you. A lot of these flights don't hardly have anyone on them. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Check yep. that. If, there's, if they tell you, you know, this flight is 80% empty... I would consider it, you know, just wear a mask and and all that stuff. And but I have read where just read Google airplane ventilation. That will that will help explain uh, some things yeah. for you. I would say mask up and come home. Yeah. And based on well, I would take it a step further. It would be based on how full the flight is. If the flight is 80 percent full, I wouldn't go. I don't think any of them are that. Right. Yeah, right. but I don't think any of them are right now. I would definitely check that. Okay, thanks, guys. You yep. bet. Have Safe lots trip. of hand sanitizer with you, too. Yep. Yeah. Safe a, travels. And a parachute on your back. D.B. <laughs> D. B. Cooper. <laughs> Those things are very heavy. You believe in the D.B. Cooper story? Uh, no. Nah. I don't really either, but, I mean, there's there's been so many documents. Well, uh, do I believe that somebody jumped out of Oh, I believe plane? that. Yeah, I do, Just too. But not I sure mean, if he landed next to his know. money. and. Yeah, I don't buy the whole... I mean, but it's it makes for a good story. Yeah. So, but no, we're gonna have Tom Lemming on at ten thirty. I don't know how aware Tom's got to be aware. I haven't talked to him in advance about. But we're gonna ask him about. I want to ask him. Well, first, I'd like him to break Does down. Does Lemming the, have a lot of followers? He's Everybody. got like he's got like thirty, forty. Because <laughs> Lemmings. Oh, I get you. <laughs> well, he's been doing this longer than anybody. I mean, yeah. he. Um, but I want to get his thoughts on the twenty-one and twenty-two classes, and then we got to ask him about how he thinks this is going to. I mean, I wasn't made aware. I think I was talking to Rob Howe yesterday. He had written something that Isaac Thompson, that four-star out of Missouri, mm-hmm. he's done with him. He came out and said they would have clearly been in his top five, but he sat down with his parents, and they were stunned by the allegations and that they have moved on. That's, you know, that's unfortunate. Well, that is unfortunate. I mean, you can see why they would have some serious reservations, well, yeah, but, sure. but it's un- that's, that's unfortunate. Now you just wonder how long that's going to last. Hey, we haven't had any rain for a while. When does it kick up again? Mid-afternoon? Yeah. I'm supposed to get by like, I can't imagine we're going to have a baseball game tonight at seven. I wouldn't think so. Well, they're talking about moving it to five. Oh, well, that's, that would be different because I think uh, that would at least provide a break. Uh, so they're assuming we're not going to have any rain at that time? What's it? I'm looking right now on Bug. And hourly and. We, it's ten. Should we take a yeah, break? Yeah. Yes. Take a break, and then we'll get ready to have Steve do his little weather. Bit Four here. o'clock, fifty percent, then down to ten, then six o'clock, forty percent, seven o'clock, forty percent, forty percent at eight o'clock, thirty uh, percent. Oh, so it's not as bad as I thought. So. Now the key is not having any more rain during. I mean, we've already had a ton of rain today. Yes, we have. Feel, how much are we going to have here in the next few hours, Captain? It's not. I can't tell. It's not loading? Well, no, it's loading. I just can't tell. The governor of Texas has ordered all bars to close today. All bars? Yeah, that he just opened. Uh, When did they just open? When did they open them? uh, Two weeks ago. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a speaking of that. We're going to take a break.
From the Hurting and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurting and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making here is your KCJJ forecast today. Partly cloudy with scattered showers and thunderstorms possible today and again tonight. And a couple of those storms could be strong to severe. Stay with us for updates throughout the day. Our high today right around 89. It will be humid. The wind out of the southwest at 15 to 25. Thunderstorms tonight, low of 70. Some storms could produce heavy rain. We're talking an inch or more with thunderstorms through tonight. Still a few lingering storms tomorrow with a high of 85. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Temperature now 75. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. 1-800-800-ROSE 1-800-800-ROSE Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. 1-800-800-ROSE It's so easy, just remember one number. 1-800-800-ROSE Your FTD florist. 1-800-800-ROSE Remember... For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Hurtin and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hurtin and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hurtin and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HurtinandStockerJewelers.com. Ask for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of us is always there. You see the same people there greeting you, and they know you. I think of my cell phone. There's not a big distinction there from family to customer. Deary Ford in Iowa City. That kind of relationship that goes deep. Taking care of you, taking care of your vehicle. It's just that growing list of friends, frankly, that uh, that's kind of been the big payoff for me. The ownership experience is going to be four or five plus years. We have to be there for you. Deary Ford in Iowa City. See why people choose them over and over again. DearyFord.com. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at suples.net or call 337-2246. This is Randy from Monica's. We're so grateful for all you loyal customers that have called so often for takeout and delivery and allowed us to keep paying our fabulous kitchen staff and managers. You have literally saved us and them. We are now open for dine-in and patio seating as well. We try to be as safe as any restaurant can be. We take every customer's temperature. All of our staff wear masks and wash hands every interaction. And all customers are kept six feet apart. So please try Monica's award-winning food for takeout, free delivery, dine-in, or on the patio. And believe me, you will feel our gratitude. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement in Iowa City. 
Whether it's a crazy real estate market, record low interest rates, or the COVID-19 virus, we are living in unprecedented times. But know that my remarkable team at Hawkeye is literally working around the clock and in unique and adaptable ways to try to make every deal close smoothly and on time. We appreciate your understanding, patience, and flexibility as we power through this tough time. We're going to get through this together. Hey, everybody, it's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert. And I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call 3950800 or visit us on the web at bigdogsatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. Have you had water damage to your home or business? Call Hardin Services at 656-FIRE. Have you had fire damage to your home or business? Call Hardin Services at 656-3473. Do you have mold problems in your home or business? Call Hardin Services at 656-FIRE. Do you have biohazard questions for your home or business? Call Hardin Services at 656-3473. Hardin Services in Kelowna, the premier property restoration company in eastern Iowa. Call 656 656- 3473. Solving your property restoration problems for over 30 years. 24 hour service is available. 656 Fire. If you're looking for a reliable, affordable lawn care service, you need Cowboy Lawn Care. Cowboy Lawn Care specializes in lawn mowing, weed eating, cleaning flower beds, trimming trees, spring cleanup, and much, much more. Cowboy Lawn Care guarantees their work and are fully insured. Call Johnny at Cowboy Lawn Care at 331-5520. That's 331-5520 for complete, affordable lawn care. Cowboy Lawn Care. Hi, this is Bill Eichsring of the Oxyok Inn. Our doors are open again. Although the way we serve you is different, we're still here and ready to welcome you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Oxyok family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for the past 80 years. Those values are now more important than ever. Now serving family style breakfast Saturday and Sunday Sunday with lunch, dinner, and banquets daily. Don't forget, you can still order curbside carryout and take the comforting taste of the Oxyok home with you to share at your family's table. Visit Oxyokin.com, Instagram, or our Facebook page for menu and weekly specials. From our Oxyok family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon, and we'll be glad you're here at the Oxyok Inn in the heart of Amana. The Oxyok Loud and clear from the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, you're listening to the mighty 1630 KCJJ. I do. There's a little storm in Des Moines. A little one? Yeah. uh, There's, let me put this into motion. There's a storm. It ain't a little one anymore. I put it into motion. Yeah, we should be getting uh, some rain around uh, noon again about noon or one. What's that? That's should when it's get a little more rain around noon or one. Yeah, I mean at some point, you, I, I, although we're covering what West Branch, Virginia, they're pretty close together. I mean it's not mm-hmm. like a long road trip, but at some point you got to make a decision, don't you? Just so people can kind of plan their day. My guess is the first thing they'll do is, is move, it up, move it up to five or four, which yeah. would be fine. That would actually be better. Does the Regina Diamond drain pretty well? I've been told that it does, even though it's 
kind of at the bottom uh-huh. of the hill. I've been told that it does. They've done a lot of work over there, but still, depends. I mean, we've had. I mean, it's been raining. Pre- when did it start raining this morning? Uh, eight. So it wasn't well, raining when you came seven in. Seven or eight. It, I'd say it was about um, seven, seven. about eight. Yeah. Because I walked the dog at about seven twenty to seven forty. And nothing had happened then. Uh. Uh-uh. So we had rain for a good hour, a good hour and a half. There's already the, the field's already probably pretty wet. So now a lot just depends on what we have between now and three mm-hmm. and four, wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we have a deluge at one, what's the point of trying to start at five or seven or? So what's the chances at one? What are they saying? Is it like 50, 60%? No, it's uh, 30. Oh, okay. Well, that's... Then... Of course, that can change, too. Yeah, it uh, changes. It changes. Uh, new numbers out. Uh, close to 500 new COVID cases uh, in the last 24 hours. In Iowa? Uh, uh, they're found in more than 6,500 new tests. Well, that's better than 8,950 in Florida yesterday. And uh, again, Texas, uh, the governor of Texas is uh, closing all bars at noon today and will limit restaurant capacity. So he's going backwards. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, we're still limiting restaurant capacity, aren't we, or no? No. No, we're not. Not that I know no, of. I, I drove by that place on Burlington the other night. It was. It was elbow to elbow. Yeah, not that I know of. I thought that she lifted all of that stuff. Are yeah. tattoo parlors and stuff open here? Yes. I can go get a haircut, right? I haven't had a haircut since. Get a tattoo. No, they hurt. <laughs> Never had any interest in getting a tattoo. <laughs> be, I mean, I, I just don't. I, I would look ridiculous, and they hurt. <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> so I've seen that the owners of George's decided yep. to shut the doors for a couple of weeks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I had not talked. I had not talked to Tyler about that, but he was saying that they were. It's there's no room to move in there. It's really small. Yeah. Do you think that'll be a common trend amongst other? uh, Uh, They've closed the. They've closed the yacht club, uh, Studio Thirteen. The the owner. I don't remember. Just when dog does dog call in now? And I saw where DCs. (laughs) (laughs) I think DCs and the field house are closing down for at least three or four days through the weekend. I thought the field house had closed up. Well, maybe it was uh, DCs and the. So it's uh, almost like we're having a mini shutdown again. The column, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we're we're going to stick to our guns and do the same thing we've always been doing for the last well last three months or so. Mm -hmm. Mask. Yeah. I mean, I took a kid. Took the kid to Kent Park yesterday, and I mean, I wiped down the climbing wall and stuff like that because I called ahead of time, and Kent Park hadn't sanitized any of their playground equipment. <clears throat> but the other part of that is, I just took him out there, you know, almost two years old, just to play and walk around. But the beach that was totally crazy full. Was it really? I'm talking a few hundred people uh, up on the hill and then on the beach itself, and then everybody right next to each other i mean you only have so much space see we've been yeah, going to, yeah, we've I've, been going to city park and and st morrison and having picnics but we're not near anybody uh you know right. i mean yeah. just sitting open you know, air yeah yeah we're actually going tomorrow morning we're driving to chicago and back uh and tomorrow during the day uh early morning and come back at night but we're just going to drive through downtown show the you know the kids blah 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 but we'll get out of there before dark <laughs> yeah but there's nothing nothing open even you know like nike town or michigan avenue nothing like that's really open but they entered stage four illinois but i don't even know what their credentials or what 
the stage four means to them. So yeah, each yeah. state is, is different. Yeah, so no, we're just going to pack a cooler. It's going to be like seventy bucks for fuel. <laughs> and we're gone for a day, you know. Well, you yeah. know, it no, be, yeah, and that's, it's a road uh, trip. You, you have to. It's it's fun. Good for I you. Mean, it, it was like such a treat when, you know, because like Monica's uh, the tables outside are spread apart. We didn't. Uh, yeah. We were like eight to ten feet away from anybody, but we went and had had a lunch there after like three right. months, and it was like this is the greatest thing yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but like, right. my, my God, yeah. I'm pretty comfortable yeah, no, so that, outdoors. That was the whole yeah. purpose behind it. Number one, yeah. the 16-year-old hasn't been there to see the, you know, skyscrapers and stuff. And uh, number two, it's just we're away from here. We're in the car. We're going to stop and get fuel once, use a glove, yeah. pack in a cooler with drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Food. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll find a pizza place or something and eat outside and come home. Oh, Sounds yeah, there's great. plenty of places you can eat outside there. Yeah. yeah. Right on. All right. Good yep. Have fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm com- I'm comfortable eating outside. Yeah. I, we ate it. I've only done. We, we've we, only done it once. We eat at the park. We've had it twice. We ate, we ate uh, uh, at uh, Bo James uh, on the patio, and nobody was there. I mean, we were, you know, us and and then we ate at uh, at, at uh, Monica's, and then we've eaten at uh, Morrison Park. Uh, once and ate at uh, City Park once, you know, but there was nobody near us. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm comfortable doing that, and really, you have to do that as long as you stay away from people. Yeah. Yep. You know, another guy came up to he was coming toward me at uh, Delhi or at uh, Suburban uh, when I was getting gas, wanted to talk to me, and I. Put my hand out. Oh, are you afraid to get sick? Yeah. You know? I said, yes, I am. So stay there or, or don't talk to me. <laughs> Hello? Captain? Yeah? I just, saw, I, I just saw a university email you might be interested in. All right. It says, shout out to Vicki Malloy and Holly Soberoff for being tremendous assets to the College of Public Health and the university. They always think one step ahead with training and content materials and serve as a reliable source for faculty to learn about best practices for established university learning tools. They think outside the box to solve problems and to get the most out of our learning tools. Very nice. Do you understand, uh, and if you could send me that, I'd appreciate it. It's uh, stevekcjj at gmail. If you yeah. could, if you could, say, listen, I am so freaking blessed, uh, not only to have my son, but to have, to have a daughter-in-law like Holly. I'm just, uh, it's just, I am just blessed. You know, it makes, uh, and then I come here and I work with these guys. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you it's would. A big drop off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's something else. And she's they've got her working from home till January through January. Yeah. So a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, staff will be working from home yeah, through January. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. So that guy's Chicago trip sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Think he's got some turkey and cheese sandwiches and a bag of chip, real chips, you know, not those baked things. God, those are bad. Those are just awful. 
They are. It's just ridiculous. You know, and they leave a taste in your mouth. Oh, Remember horrible. the Ol- the Olestra chips? Yes. We had, they were wow chips. We had somebody from, didn't we have, we had somebody. Uh, weren't they making them here? Yeah, no, we had some. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then sat on the can for like three or four hours. Those things. That was not good. No, not at all. No, those didn't last on the market very long. No, they didn't. No. Nor should they have. <laughs> they never should have been put on the market. No, they were bad. Hello. What do you guys have, beef jerky or trail mix or something? Captain Tommy mix yeah. or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And we had <laughs> the the Suderman uh, meat sticks, pepperoni sticks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I still got got a couple bags of that trail mix, and the (laughs) bags have, like, uh, they're getting larger. I don't know what the hell the the deal is. I took the label. Are you you saving them? No, no, I I took the labels off of them, and we we finally had to get rid of them. No, they were blowing up. And (laughs) actually, they were selling pretty good at at the deli marts. Yeah, no, they were going. Yeah. <laughs> Never got a dime awesome. off of it. What? That guy that was doing it, you know, we were supposed he goes, This is this is your future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I, I never saw a dime off uh, of it. Yeah. <laughs> well that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you don't have any left, then never mind. Well, I got some uh, I got a bag that hasn't blown up yet, but it's like how long ago was that, Tom? That was Oh gosh! And well, we were in Coralville. It was uh, <laughs> so it was like ten, twelve years ago. Twelve maybe? years ago, yeah. I I'll sell you a bag, but I won't gar- <laughs> I won't guarantee that you. I think you might come down with something worse than COVID. <laughs> Who knows? Like, if it's blowing up, like that could be the uh, the vaccine we're looking for. <laughs> you don't know that it doesn't. Yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So how you doing over there, Pat? I'm just listening. Yeah. Just listening. Some heavy duty stuff going on. Yeah. I still get paid to listen, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh uh-uh. We had to pay people to listen. Well that's mostly what we do. Hello. Sorry to interrupt the riveting conversation. Yeah, yeah no problem. Oh, please um, do. Hey, hey I, I, question for you, Pat. How uh, uh, for everybody. How does the men's basketball team kind of stagger out in terms of what year some of the players are? Is it going to be something where Luca comes back and we've got like a phenomenal group and then a bunch graduate, or how does it kind of look? No, they're staying the next couple of years. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll hang out. Okay, that's a good question. No, they're. I mean, they've got um, Garza will be a senior, and Jordan, and Jordan will be a fifth year senior. Then you've got Connor McCaffrey, who's a fourth year junior. You got C.J. Frederick, who's a third year sophomore. You got Jack Nunji, who is a fourth year junior. Or is Ninja no, sophomore. Sophomore, sophomore, third-year sophomore. Patrick McCaffrey is a second redshirt freshman. Joe Toussaint is a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's they've got they're all. And then out. the five. Then you got uh, the five freshmen. freshmen, and I will predict two of them redshirt. Well, if I, there's a chance Josh might not get here. Well, that's Agundale. a con- That's a concern. Yeah, with Josh Agundale, you don't know what's going to happen with him. I hope they can figure out a way to get him. He's here. still in the UK. He's still in the UK. Can't get over here and. 
But no, they're spread out pretty good. I mean, they've got all four classes represented pretty well. And like I said, with this five-player recruiting class, I don't think they're going to need all these guys. So if they can stagger two of those and get two grades out of that class. That'd be very helpful. Right now the roster's looking about as good as it's looked in since Fran's been here. I mean, he even said that yesterday. This is by far his best roster on paper. I mean, that's just – now, paper's one thing. We'll see. But I would be surprised if Luca comes back if this team finishes below fourth place in the Big Ten. I'd be very surprised. Extremely. And when's the last time we say that about an Iowa basketball team? Well, probably Bruner, Horner, and Holaska's team, or maybe Woody and and Gazelle's. Possibly, but I don't remember ever having the expectations with those guys that we have, assuming Garza comes back. This is is the most as I've had since I've been doing it since the early 90s. Yeah. I mean, but it all hedges on whether Garza comes back. I mean, without Garza, I think they still have a chance to have an interesting, respectable team. But with him, they have a chance to, to be, be dominant. dominant. I mean, yep. I really, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win the national title or anything. There's going to be teams that are going to have way more NBA players on. As good as Iowa is on paper, how many bona fide NBA locks does Iowa have on their roster? Uh, None. Zero. Zero. Whereas Kentucky and Duke, and then you could probably say Loaded. Six, six or seven. So you've got to yeah. keep things in perspective. And I do think Luke is going to play professional basketball and make a lot of money, and I think he's got a good chance to play in the NBA, but you wouldn't call him a bona fide lock right now. No. And nobody else. I, I mean, If I, he was a bona fide lock, he would already have declared. Joe Wieskamp's the next best NBA potential prospect. Other than that, it's too early to judge on a lot of the guys, but I, I don't – and I'm not knocking Jordan, but Jordan's not an NBA point guard. No. Do you think there's uh, – what do you think the odds are that uh, Weezy comes back next year? A lot will depend on what goes on this year. I mean, and it will be interesting to see what happens. I mean, to me, Joe, the only reason Joe would leave and not come back for his – God, he's going into – so you're saying come back for his senior yes. year. I think if he's convinced he's going to go in the first round, if he goes and he's got a good NBA pre-draft, and he, then you go. I oh, you, sure. Because my guess is three years into it here, he's going to be close to graduating anyway with as much summer school as these kids take. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if he – but if, he's, if they're telling him, you know, Joe, we think the best thing is go back for another year. There's nothing wrong with playing four years in college and getting everything you can out of it. Then to me, I, if he doesn't think there's a chance he's going to take the first round, I, I don't know. I mean, I, that will be a personal decision, but there wouldn't be no, – Nothing wrong with coming back for your fourth year. A lot will depend on what he does this year and what he's hearing from NBA. Because mm-hmm. he's going to have to play shooting guard in the NBA. He's not going to play small forward. Right. He's going to have to be a shooting guard. And he's got some work to do in that regard, don't you? He doesn't, yes. He doesn't handle the ball a lot like a shooting guard in Iowa's offense because they have so many other guards around him. I mean, you've got Frederick, Toussaint, and Connor. That are, at least and Bohan, and at least two of those guys are going to always be out on the court with Joe. So Joe won't mm-hmm. have to do a lot of the That's right. shooting guard stuff. So we'll see. I mean, d- d- developing that mid-range jumper. That's that, what he needs to do. And Adam you know, suggested and that he And mentioned. he embraced it. He yes. said right away that he agreed with that. And, you know, Adam was Joe before Joe. They were very similar in size. But I do remember Adam would shoot from all over the place. Adam would shoot threes. Yeah. But I, I mostly remember Adam coming off screens and shooting turnaround jumpers near the elbow. Kind of fadeaway jumpers. I remember him doing a lot. I remember him doing a lot of shots in the lane, mm-hmm. elevating and getting shots up in the lane, maybe eight, ten feet from the basket, shooting in traffic and stuff like that. Adam did a lot of mid-range. That's where yeah, he scored yeah, a lot yeah. of his points. Was mid-range game. So we'll see what happens. We sh- we will indeed. But I well, I hope we do. Well, <laughs> true. Yeah, I guess you got to put a disclaimer yeah. by every prediction you make right now because of the world we live in. You know, so. 
I mean, I hope it's not without crowds, but that's better than nothing. Better than nothing. We'll all be watching from home, and yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's gonna that will be strange. I just worry more about the the Iowa City economy, and of course that's self serving too because that directly impacts us business wise. It's all of us. You know, oh well, everybody. I mean, everybody. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get any restaurants or hotels to advertise if they don't have any customers. I get it. Well, well, and if they don't have any customers, there's going to be massive unemployment. And it's, No, this thing's going to affect, I mean, way beyond you know, the website and the radio station. And I mean, this still will, if we don't have football, this will touch every person well, here. Well, you'll see the university, yes. you, you could see sports being eliminated. I mean, Well, it's happening all around yes, the country. That would be the next step along with staff cuts. I'm, I, uh-huh. My guess is I could see the university... Not gutting it, staff, if that's what happens. But if they don't have full football this fall, I, don't you think there'll be job cuts at some point? Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know where else they're going to get the revenue from to try to stay afloat. Yep. So, you know, this is a fluid situation, I mean, for everybody involved. And thank God for television and music, huh? Yeah, yeah absolutely. They've both, they've both come, I mean, music has probably done as much for me because television, you know, I love television too, but there's times where music's a good pick-me-up. At least I find it to be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, we listen to music most every day or sometimes play, mm-hmm. play a guitar and sing. It um, helps. But we watch TV most every night. Oh, I watch at least t- a little bit of TV and every night. And we also read. I do, yeah. I don't, do you read novels? Like, yeah. With, with like a dinner jacket and one of those long cigarettes? I have a smoking jacket. Smoking jacket. And I don't read novels. I've always found novels. But I do a ton of reading. I just read... I read a bunch of different stuff, but I, I'm not real good at like starting a, a, a book and going to the finish. I've never been that way. Yeah. Do you all, are you one of those people that's always got a book you're reading? Yeah. What do you think of that, Captain? And I love, uh, he's, I think he's on the phone. Oh, he's talking to And I him. also love uh, history books, too. Though. I do, too. Oh, I, I read stuff. Like, I have Civil War. I got tons yeah. of Vietnam yeah. War, tons of stuff like that. But um, um, I, I, I just, I just. There's just so much uncertainty. It's hard. And the other thing is, this would be the time of year where I'd start to say, oh, wow, football's getting ready. I've got to be in Chicago in three weeks. And there's no feeling like that now. Mm-mm. And plus, I know Mm-mm. I'm not going to be traveling to road games this year because that's another thing that's what I think is going to happen is teams, if they play, I think they're going to tell the visiting media, stay mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Cover it from home. We'll give you everything you need over the Internet. We'll Zoom afterwards. But I don't think visiting, I don't think, like, I don't think, no, I'll, be, I don't think I'll be going to Penn State or Ohio State because I don't think they're going to want me there. Uh-uh. No, they won't. And it's just, it's, and that's the next step in seeing how they're going to handle just the day-to-day procedures of pulling off games. And I do think that travel will be eliminated. Uh, or kept to a complete minimum. Yeah, you yes, bet. yes. No, I think that you know, it's going to be interesting. Who's he talking to? Or is he? I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, he's okay. not answering? No. Well, I sent him a, I'll send him a reminder text. Yeah, maybe, you guys keep talking. Maybe something came up. Who knows? So we'll see. You know, I mean, everything. No, he tweeted out. it. Oh, he, did he? He tweeted on his own thing that he was gonna, that he was going to um, be on with us. Yeah, I. Um, well, it will be interesting to see what he has to say. He. Uh, well, it's, he knows it, his stuff. It's a few minutes early yet. It's still ten twenty-seven. Yeah, okay. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, he does. I don't know how much of the stuff, how, it'll be interesting to see how much he's been keeping up on the stuff going on here at Iowa and how he thinks that may, because like I said, it didn't have any impact on the 21 class. That, they've got yeah. 17, they're staying firm. 
whatever. But to me, the classes, the 22, the 23, those are the, the 24 classes that are going to be the ones where time will tell mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that on that type of stuff. So you're leaving now. What made you say, think of that? Time will tell. Oh God, that's <laughs> is that that's only time, time will, will tell. tell. That's yeah. the name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one. It was the heat, heat of, of the, the moment. moment. Yep. 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 Which one did you like more? And then they had the don't cry. Da, na, 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 na. Yeah, I remember that was the third one, and they probably made millions of dollars off those three songs. Yes. Probably did. You think they made more on as Asia than what they made as Yes? Yes. Yes. They did. Yeah. And that's why they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and they were getting sick from the dry ice machines that were... Yeah. <laughs> yes, did they? Stupid dry ice They did have... Machine. That was big during the 70s, wasn't it? <laughs> I know. It was just... The a, avant-garde and all that. I, yeah. What was... Was that just for, like, effect? Visual effect? I guess. I was at the concert where the damn thing wouldn't turn off and you couldn't see... Didn't it smell like cotton candy, too, dry ice? I've been told that it had, like, a really It had a thick, funny smell uh, yeah. to it, but... Did you ever have it at your band? cotton candy. Yeah. We did. You have dry ice? Uh-huh. Not like not like they did. Unless you well, unless you could. They were here and you couldn't see them for half of the concert. You could not see them. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't get the purpose <laughs> yeah. of that. I do remember Yes had really neat album covers. Yeah, they did. Did I always? I, I was it. never a big Yes fan. I personally. was not a huge fan. I did love Roundabout and. Um, hello. 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 Is this Tom? Tom Lemming, yeah. Hey, Tom, how hey, you Tom, doing? This good is morning. Pat Hardy here in Iowa City. How are you doing? Okay, Pat. Yeah, I was finishing up another uh, radio call or uh, podcast I was just doing. Okay, well, thanks. We appreciate you coming on. you got Tom Suter and Captain Steve here. And, um, well, we want to talk to you about a number. This is Tom Lemming. Um, you've been doing this, what, Tom, since the late 70s, right? Now you're with CBS. Just kind of update us on everything you're doing right now. You're with CBS Sports? Yeah, CBS Sports Network, uh, Lemming Report, and... Uh, magazine doing the usual stuff for the past several years okay um well looking at iowa let's start with some good i mean i've been following the iowa's 21 class they've got 17 players right now i mean with everything that's going on right now i mean if you look at iowa's 21 class what do you what do you think of it on paper right now not bad i I was just with um uh, a couple of kids in chicago that they were recruiting and it looks like they're doing a pretty good job I, i don't think there's any there's no you know, backlash from what happened with Chris and all that as of yet. And I'm, I'm not really even sure if it is going to happen. But um, I thought I was, you know, they do their usual good job. They're, they're the best evaluators in the country. And then they, they're the best developers. That's the reason. But they're having a real good year for 2021. And I don't, I don't see it ending. You know, they, they got a good number of guys committed. I don't see, you know, them losing too many. But um, the kids that got out of Chicago, I think, really uh, – is, is a good testimony to Kirk Ferentz's uh, n- name here in Chicago, mm-hmm. his draw, and the fact that I was just from where I live, just three hours away, so it's pretty close. But uh, David Koff is the number one player in Illinois now that J.J. has gone down to Florida. Uh, he's a big-time tackle, could play for anybody in the country. And uh, I really like Jeremiah Pittman. I thought Jeremiah is a defensive and defensive tackle. He's a big kid. He can run. I think they could develop him into an All-American. He's got that uh, type of ability. So I was really impressed with the class overall. Almost all these kids I met in person during my last year's travels, which ended abruptly in, at UCLA because right. of the virus back in mid-March. But I would, I'd already been done with just most uh, of the country already. They've done well, as they always do in Iowa. 
uh, getting Justice Sullivan out of Minnesota, I thought was a real big catch mm-hmm. for them, as was Bo Stevens from uh, Missouri, two, two uh, players that were heavily recruited. So overall, it's an outstanding class, a typical Iowa class, because I think they always do well. As long as Kirk Ferentz is at the helm, they're always going to do well, because I think uh, uh, he makes sure that he gets assistant coaches that know how to evaluate first, and then obviously once they get to Iowa City, they know how to develop them. So, Tom, you were talking. You brought up the Doyle situation. Is that something that will we'll be able to get a better gauge of with maybe the 22 and 23 recruiting classes, kind of a wait and see if it has some type of lasting effect. Cause I know Isaac Thompson, you've heard of the, the four star. He has said that he ha- would have Iowa in his top five until this happened. Now he's not considering Iowa anymore. How were, how much do you think that's going to be a concern down the road? And not at all. It won't be any concern after this year. Ball players, would, and I've been doing this since uh, the 78 79 season, and uh, they've got the attention span of probably six months. Uh, <laughs> I can remember when uh, you had the Jerry Sandusky situation at Penn State, and uh, Tim Brando, who was working with us at the time at CBS Sports, he had said that it was going to end Penn State's football. They'll never come back, and I kind of disagreed. It said they'll be back. As soon as they're able to play bowl games again, they'll be back, which is exactly what happened with O'Brien. And you saw with Shapiro down in Miami, same situation. They was going to end all their football. As soon as they're back into the bowl games, they're back. And I was not getting any – they're not missing out on their bowl games or anything else, so it's not going to hurt them at all. Uh, it'll be forgotten completely by this time next year. There's other things to worry about, like the uh, coronavirus mm-hmm. and uh, you know how long Coach Ferentz is going to continue staying. I think that's important. I think talking with Nick Saban in Alabama, he's put out that he – feels great and he's going to stay for uh, for another five to ten years and I think Kirk Ferentz uh, is, is younger than Nick Saban so mm-hmm. he could do the same and if he does Iowa football is going to maintain their strength and continue to be a force. So, so you don't feel that other the, the other teams are going to try to take advantage on the recruiting trail and paint Iowa as a uh, racist institution? How could they? Uh, Chris Doyle has been let go not yeah. that he was a racist. I think he's been judged unfairly a little bit, too. I think uh, everybody's overreacting to a lot of these. Uh, some are obvious, and some, like Chris Doyle, they're not obvious. Uh, they're, uh, you know, I think, overreactions, in my opinion. But uh, he's gone now, so how could he actually just say that? Anybody that knows Kirk Ferentz knows that's not true, and I think once the players sit down and see him, it's going to be uh, working out just fine. The other schools will use it against them because that's what college football coaches mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. They sit down, they break bread together, they fun, they have fun, they laugh. As soon as they leave, they stab each other in the back. That's part of recruiting. So uh, I've seen that go on all 41 years I've been doing this. And uh, it's funny when I see these guys at the convention and I see them all happy and partying together and having fun. And I said, didn't you just rip the hell out of this guy uh, a couple of weeks ago? And uh, yeah, all fair and love and recruiting. So, Tom, how how surprised were you when those reports came out? Starting with James Daniels's tweet. I mean, how so? I mean, you've been covering this forever. You've you you know these when those when this stuff started coming out. Or and is this something? It doesn't seem like this is unique to Iowa. I mean, is that it seems like Iowa is sort of being unfairly singled out because the players have spoken out. Just your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I know James, and I like James, and I saw him. I interviewed him in high school mm-hmm. as one of my All Americans, and uh, you always got to listen to what he, what the players have to say. Sometimes it could be misconstrued as just old-school football, mm-hmm. not just black players, but white players, I'm sure, get ribbed and ripped apart also. 
Uh, I did it when I, I would play high school football, but my coach used to rip the heck out of us constantly. It was just the way things were back then. Called you every name in the book. Back then, it, it would also get, uh, uh, for me, being a, an a Irish-American, they would call us names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the coach, he would call the same thing with the Polish or the German or the Italians. That was how things were back then. You never gave it a second thought. But nowadays, I think uh, the ball players you got to treat them a little bit differently. You've got to understand that they've, they're sensitive and they've got uh, feelings. And sometimes old-school coaches don't see that, not that they're racist or that they're uh, I see, I see. Uh, coaches that don't really have any sensitivity. A lot of times it's just how they were raised and how they're going. I'm not, again, I don't know the situation at Iowa with Chris. I was I, I don't I always see him and say I've known him for years at mm-hmm. different schools too. I never saw it, but again I didn't he didn't I didn't uh, work with him, so you never know. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, I do think that uh, sometimes you could overreact, and especially these kind of times now with all the uh, stuff going on. Uh, everyone's coming up and giving their story, mm-hmm. and sometimes true or not true, who knows? But nobody's given. Uh, due process, it seems like. It seems like now it, there's an overreaction, and a few months from now, it, things will probably settle down. And uh, But at Iowa, I never saw it, never heard of it ever before, talking to ball players, This was new to me. But, again, you're saying it. I'm sure it's happened at other schools, too. I see Davos Sweeney getting into a, a bit of uh, mm-hmm. trouble, and uh, you'll see a few other coaches now over the next couple of months getting themselves into trouble, too. And then it'll settle down and then uh, wait for the next thing to happen. I know you talk to recruits' parents. I know you talk to recruits. Let's say a parent of a recruit calls you up right now. This kid's got a lot of options. says, you know, just your thoughts. What do you think of Kirk Ferentz? I mean, you've been around him. Just what would you think about me sending my son to play for him right now? What would you tell him as Tom oh. Lemming, now a recruiting guy? I would do it in a second, okay. in a heartbeat. I, I've said this for years. I think he's one of the one of the better human beings I've run into. In, in any part of the uh, – of, of, anyone's existence when you talk about football coaches or just any job that you have. I mean, I had to work when I was 17 as a printer to get money to travel around the world, and I had to work in that, that world, and then the post office world, and then a lot of the other worlds. There's always rats in each in every section of life mm-hmm. that you're in. I would call them just rats. And then you look at the real great people. I always consider Kirk Ferentz one of the great ones, one of the really good, honest people that I've ever run into. And I met almost every single coach in football, college and pro and high school. And I would have to put him in the top 1%, to be honest with you. He's that nice and that good of a person. And uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, Kirk's around my age. So sometimes you can be a little bit – uh, the way you were trained back when you were mm-hmm. 17, 18, 19 years old with your coaches and uh, maybe say things that, you know, but I think with Kirk Ferentz, he was, he's a better person than I am. I, I've never had a, a bad thought in my mind about him. So I do believe that uh, this is an overreaction and okay. uh, things will settle down and he'll go on to coach for another five to 10 years. Now, Tom, I know you don't have a crystal ball and none of us do, but are are you having any kind of a sense about what uh, a college football season might look like this fall or if we're going to play? I mean, do you have any any gut feeling because of the virus? Well, you know, I, at first I thought it would be ridiculous that they wouldn't be playing. Uh, I guess it's just a matter of if it, uh, if it uh, surges again. But I know I've got, like, I set up a lot of junior days to help me because I drive the entire country. So to get things done, to see 2,000 kids, you got to – 
get them in groups, and I and I set one up at State College, and I try to do it before college games. That way, I can get the kids there, and then I don't have to feed them. I just have them take pictures, do interviews, and send them on their way wherever school they're going to. And I set one up for the early September, Florida, and they're playing a, a Western uh, or a Eastern Washington. I think that's where they're playing. Uh, so I was talking to the coaches there, and uh, they're thinking they may not be any fans in the stands, or at least maybe what is 20% of the stadium be full. I don't know how they're going to work that out. But I do believe there will be a season. And, and the main reason would be is they desperately need the money to support all the other, all the other uh, sports. And the colleges rely so much in college football for a lot of the money that they have. And also, if there's no season, it could be that there's no campus life, which mm-hmm. means then the students would be at home. Imagine that with a professor. You know, professors nobody nobody in school the money they would lose that for boarding and everything else uh it would be a disaster for the colleges so i think every possible way to get things going again they'll try and uh, the only thing that would uh, i think hurt it would be just a major disaster so uh, you got to keep your fingers crossed now high school is different obviously there's money involved and what have you but let's say high school seasons are uh, are impacted this fall. Talk about how big of an impact that could have on recruits. I mean, losing a season or what have you, that, that's huge, isn't it, Tom, for a kid who's fighting to get a scholarship? It would be a disaster for those young men. And uh, I know I'm, I'm already pretty well set with 2022. I even have a lot of 2023 players during my travels. And I know that if I had to do I would know who the key guys are, like mm-hmm. the top 500 players nationally. I would know who they are, but – you know, there's thousands that get scholarships. So these ball players would have to scramble, and the chances would be good where the colleges would have either take chance on ball players they don't know a whole lot about and give them a scholarship based on size, which is a bad way to do it because I've seen a lot of six, six, three hundred pounders that can't play football. But because they're out of that big, colleges, well, we got to give them a shot. Maybe you know, we we haven't seen a whole lot of them, but we got to give them the scholarship because we got to kind of at least fill up the roster. I think it would really hurt a lot of players. Um, you know, if there's no football, that would mean there'd be no camps. That wouldn't be allowed either. So how mm-hmm. are you going to determine who the top players are? So it's a tough situation, one that I'm sure we're, this is America. We'll get through it, but it's tough while it's going on. Just got to keep our fingers crossed. I wanted to ask you, you've been doing this, you said, for 40 years. <laughs> if you were to rank the greatest high school football player you've ever seen, would it be Randy Moss? Yeah, I'd still say Randy Moss, and that was in 90. I saw him as a sophomore in high school at DuPont High School in near Charleston and, and Bell, uh, West Virginia. And I was with the Pittsburgh coaches. I was up watching film. My son was only about uh, three years old, and he was with me. I, I, I even took him back then traveling with me around the country. And we're, we're sitting there, and I remember them saying, ah, it's not a great year in Western PA, but, hey, you want to see a great player? And they actually gave me a tape back then. It was uh, still VHS tapes, and I put on it. was Randy Moss as a sophomore in high school having a great, great year and just looking – Already, you know, he was tall, thin, but he can really run. Yeah. So I drove down there three hours or so. I went to the high school, called the coach ahead of time, and then stopped. And I saw Randy as a sophomore, junior, and a senior. We had him for our Disney show where we applied to top 25. That's a whole nother story, but we applied top 25 players at Disney World. His class was the best I've ever seen. The first class he ever did was great with Dan Marino and John Elway and Eric Dickerson. I remember, yep. But this 94 class was Charles Woodson and Ricky Williams, two Heisman Trophy winners in the class, and Randy Moss being the best player of the bunch. He had Takeo Spikes, later to be the NFL's mm-hmm. uh, Defensive Player uh-huh. of the Year. Uh, you had uh, Dalen McCutcheon. You had Kevin Falk. You had so many great ball players wow. in that group. 14 of the 25 guys I had in Disney World wound up 
being number one draft choices. So wow. uh, it was a great class. And Randy, I still remember that we showed the banquet. Lee Carson and I were the MCs down at uh, Disney World. And while we would show film, I would talk about the player. And the most oohs and ahs weren't Ricky Williams or Charles Woodson. It was Randy Moss uh, getting the most oohs and ahs. And he was uh, still the best high school player I've ever seen. This is a ball player who was 6'4", 185 pounds, ran a 10, 400 meters, was all state in basketball, uh, track and football. And I just, I never saw a wide receiver. The way he dominated that position was better than any other player dominate at their particular position. Yeah, I've always, I remember you saying that one time in one of your shows that Randy Moss would be, and I, yeah, he's incredible. I want to ask you, do you remember Marcus Dupree and Bo Jackson in high school? I Marcus Dupree was my grade, 82. I think Bo Jackson was my grade, too. I mean, did, do you remember evaluating them much? You were still kind of early in it, but what do you remember about those two guys when they were? In no, I drove down to see both of them. I, uh, Herschel, I saw at a track meet okay. in Wrightsville, Georgia. And the thing that stood out was he was a big, muscular kid, like 6'1", 220, even in high school. Uh-huh. And he ran with all little tiny guys. They looked real tiny next to him, <laughs> running the 100 meters, and he won it. And he was just a massive kid even back then. Uh, that was the... Uh, uh, the fall of 79 yeah. when I saw him. And then a year, a couple of years later was Marcus Dupree down in Philadelphia, Mississippi. And I went and saw Marcus, the first player I saw that year. I remember leaving Chicago and I drove down to Philadelphia, which is somewhat in the northern, the middle part of the state on the eastern side. Mm-hmm. And I went down to see him and I was just uh, impressed again with his size. He, he looked like a defensive end would look back in 1982, <laughs> not a running back. And then the fact that he can run like a 10, 600 meters to me was, was phenomenal. Yeah. And, and you know what? Every year there was a guy like that. My first year was Eric Dickerson. I went and see, saw him in Sealy, Texas in the fall of 78. The next year was Herschel Walker. That's right. The year after that, Bo Jackson. The year after that, Marcus Dupree. So you saw all these big, muscular guys playing running back. And then after that, for 20 years, you never saw anybody else look like that until Adrian Peterson came along. So I thought it was going to be a cyclical thing, a yearly thing. Instead, it was uh, after that. Every Now you don't really yeah. see running backs like that anymore. Uh, That's, uh, the running game is not quite as important uh, to a lot of people as the uh, as it was back in the 80s. I want One last question. Um, Tyler Goodson running. I know you thought a lot of him. He came in and moved ahead of three experienced veterans on this roster, and he's one of the – Tom, wouldn't you say one of the bright – prospects they've had at running back in a while this kid out of georgia just your thoughts on tyler goodson then we'll let you go yeah tyler tyler showed up to all my get-togethers i do a lot of them in georgia my brother's a, a lieutenant in the police force in marietta i spent a lot of time down there we filmed blindside down there so i'm in atlanta at least three four times a year and i drive the entire state even the little towns and goodson showed up to a lot of our uh, get-togethers photo shoots so he was always a uh, a big name guy. He mm-hmm. was never. Uh, normally, Iowa does a great job of identifying players that fit into their system, but aren't national names. Tyler was a, was a good was a ball player recruited by a good many schools. Well, Tom, we really appreciate you joining yeah, us. Yeah, this is this fun, morning. Tom. I have one unfair question to ask you that is not sports related that we ask most everybody that we talk to. Okay, and you'll have a good answer. I think you will. We've had some great answers. Okay. <laughs> You get a call from Gary Barda saying, Tom, we need your help here. We need to fill up Kinnick Stadium with a band or a singer or an act. But you have to do it. Who does Tom Lemming get to fill up Kinnick Stadium? It could be any band, past band, whatever. Whatever. Well, for me, it would be the Beatles. I don't know. 
And I think beetles can fill up anywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're dead, so you have to cut them out. I would say uh, for the people my age, you would go with the Rolling Stones. I think for the younger, uh, maybe Beyonce for the okay. uh, 20-year-olds. Good answer. Uh, Great answer. So, so maybe you get them both together and definitely – Kinnick Stadium would be rocking uh, and completely full. I agree with you on that. And hey, Tom, I it's think Iowa fans player. are going to really appreciate your insight today. This uh, is yeah. some, some encouraging words that I think they need to hear right now because, you know, people here are hurting right now. It's a downtime, but I think you gave a message today that a lot of fans can embrace, and we appreciate your time, but, sir. You know, one more thing. Okay. One more thing. Uh, Iowa, it's, it's big news in Iowa City, but you're thinking about ball players. Uh, and like I said, they'll forget about it. It's not big news anywhere else anymore. It was a week or two ago. People have forgotten. They moved on. I mean, uh, they moved back into knocking President Trump. So they're forgetting <laughs> about everything else. Okay. So it is big news in Iowa City and maybe the state of Iowa. But from around the rest of the country, I think uh, they've moved on. So it, things like this happen. But fortunately, uh, people do move on and, and things are forgiven. If I don't think anything needed to be forgiven in this case. But, again, it's... Uh, completely forgotten nationally and by the time the 2022 class comes around there'll be other things to worry about besides this believe me okay uh, more important things for uh ball players to worry about okay tom hey thank you really va- value your insight and appreciate your time sir thanks a lot thank you my my pleasure take thanks. care guys yep. okay well i bet you that that was awesome i mean Dude, very good yeah it was a nice pep talk and, yeah and I don't think I mean I I know some people will say well he's gonna he's just saying that but you know he's always been that way about Kirk Ferentz yes yes he's never wavered on Kirk Ferentz and he did bring up a good point Chris Doyle's gone I mean they have been proactive in that step there it's not like they're dismissing this thing he's gone yeah they got rid of yeah. him without much of a jury without I mean they just got rid of him because that's what people were calling those players. That's what they wanted. So we'll see, but no, I think I think that kind of gave you a little pep. Didn't it? Absolutely. So okay, we're we're, we're moving into the weekend on a good note. All right, hawkfanatic.com. Check it out.